Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Practicing social distancing long before it was cool. This is the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on The Scope. The Scope. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, We are here for this uh, Saturday, the Mothership Show. July 25th of 2020 from the northern, the newly cleaned Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from the gleaming Radio TFI Tower there in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We we trust you're having a, a fine and glorious Saturday. Uh, our... our, our we're keeping an eye on our friends in Texas and Hawaii with those storms that are bearing down on you. Uh, hunker down, follow what the authorities say. We're here for you. This boy's been there, been through it, so I get it. Just just stay put and you'll do fine. But other than that, uh, we trust everyone's had a good week. We're And we're happy to see you. John? Well, you mentioned, and, and you rightfully so, uh, told the Texans, you know, hunker down and whatnot. But as uh, as you may recall, Texans are not exactly the type that are good at being told what to do because you know it kind of violates their uh, their freedoms there, if you will. And so I hope they do. I hope they are paying attention to this because. As far as hurricanes go, I don't know, unless something, unless it picked up strength here and I wasn't aware of it, uh, this one, this one isn't a, a real doozy by hurricane standards. And, you know, I'm just afraid that the, the, uh, unmask crowd doesn't all go there on the Texas coast and say, you can't tell me to, uh, prepare myself and hunker down or evacuate as necessary. Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's uh, the last I heard this morning, it's coming ashore as a, uh, as, as a tr- strong tropical storm. It's right there on the border between, okay. uh, you know, but what's a couple of miles an hour amongst friends. Now, having, <laughs> now having gone through a ton of tropical storms, 
and having lived in that environment for many, 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 many years, you do kind of develop a little, well, it's just the tropical storm attitude because mm-hmm. you're not really hunkering down. You're not boarding up. You're not, uh, there'll be some minor damage, but nothing, you know, nothing severe, nothing, nothing, uh, devastating. So yeah, this is one of those, you know, I ain't wearing my mask and I'm, and you know, uh, I'm going to open the windows. And, and again, there's not, not to downplay the danger of a tropical storm. Okay. But I once worked through one driving my cab without realizing I had, I was working in a tropical storm. Oh, it was raining. It was windy, but this mm. is pre-internet and all that. I got home and my, my wife said to me, where you been all night? So I was out working. Why? She says, there's a tropical storm going on. Oh, that explains the rain and the wind. <laughs> you know, it was a little touch and go out there, but I, I'd be more concerned if it was, um, you know, obviously a category one or two full blown. I'm more concerned about these people sending their kids to school, to be quite honest. I mean, I wish everybody well. The folks in Hawaii, it looks like Douglas is going to veer off to the north, but still they're going to get hit with the with the bad side of that storm. And, you know, it's never it's never pleasant. But anyway. And Hawaii now, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe just because it's a smaller target and all, but Hawaii doesn't get that many uh, hurricanes, tropical storms and whatnot, just because I, I guess I'm guessing just because they're not exactly a huge target. Out there in the middle of the uh, Pacific. Truthfully, and I'm not certain of the uh, the weather patterns and, and all that, how the jet streams or whatever it is work out there. But yeah, I mean, basically that's it. There's They're out there by themselves. And it's literally the needle in the haystack. Mm-hmm. It is literally the needle in the haystack. So, of course, the downside... Wait, I tell you, you want, you want to talk about somebody that's been living under a rock here lately. I had I had heard about uh, Texas uh, being under the gun. The matter of fact, the Corpus Christi area where I lived for a little over a year. But the uh, I had no clue that Hawaii was under the gun too. I just saw it on the news this morning when I. Uh, oh okay. I, as I made my way down from the penthouse to the uh, to the to the actual area. studio. Well, the studio is kind of a different place, but. You got to mm-hmm. walk through. You got to go through the menagerie from the uh, from the dining room. And, so, uh, do I sound any more echoey to you than I normally do in this? Uh, uh, he wants me to confirm what we've discussed off the air. Yes, sir. Well, you do. yeah, I it's, just it's the room because I wanted I wanted to explain it to the listener here. Look, we 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 went in and we sandblasted the uh, the Northern Command studio. And we had oh, sandy, sandblasted is a good word for it. We had Bob the Builder come in and uh, and just do everything that needed to be done. And unfortunately, we have not been able to rectify the echo situation. Now, John, for the first time, how long you been in that studio now? A couple of years. Oh, a couple of years is it? Over two years. Yeah, two years. Just today. Today was the first time he noticed an echo, and I can promise you. Well, that's because there's no clutter in this thing. I mean, this this studio basically for the Shannon household is also serves as served as a storage closet, uh, cleaning closet. There was clutter on top of clutter. 
you you had three cats that like to come in here and a two year old and uh, clutter. Uh, Jesus, it was more like uh, Hurricane uh, Artemis came through here and uh, well, once and, again, uh, once again, tore things up. It's new to you that there's an echo. It's not new to yeah. us. It's not new to us. So let's. Uh, but we'll it work just on has it. a weird feel to it. It really does. We we will it has have a, we will ha, we will have our crack technical team, or if need be the technical team on crack right, come exactly. in and yeah, you didn't think I was going to let you squeeze in on that one now, do you? How about them crackins? How about them? Cra- oh God, please! This is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. I promise you, the people in Seattle are already scratching their head and going, no, <laughs> no. We want our hockey. We we want hockey. But no. Why not just call them the pilots? I mean, it was only used for one year by the original baseball team. Just just call them the Seattle Pilots. That made a lot of sense. I didn't think about that. That yeah. that actually made quite a bit of sense. Pay a little homage to Boeing and uh Yeah, yeah. There you you know. know. There you go. But, but uh they didn't check with me first, Kraken. I'm sorry. I, I Oh, the fact that John Shannon came up with crackheads, and I don't think you did. I think you read that somewhere. No, I didn't, actually. All right. All right. Because the crack, I mean, look, odds are they're not going to be the Vegas Golden Knights the first year. So they're going to be all sorts of stinky. And where's your stinky come from? It comes from your cracking. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, what's the, pretty what's, soon. What's the logo going to be? Uh, a refrigerator or a pear man bent over? Bent over? You know, Ass just... crack. <laughs> crack kills, man. <laughs> crack kills. Just say no to crack. Man alive. So Yeah, can you man- manage uh imagine the signs when they uh start letting uh, fans back in these uh it, it, facilities? It, it's you just beg- say no to cracking. You're just begging for it. You're begging for it. You're saying please, please, please. People of Seattle and hockey fans throughout the world make fun of us right from day one. Don't even give us a chance. We haven't even, they literally have not finished the building yet. Make fun of us. Have sport yeah. with our name. And forget the sea monster or whatever the hell is that it's supposed to represent. Uh, no, no, no. We're focusing on the crack here. Uh, that's it. You, uh, you, uh, and there's no, there's no going back now. Because even if they went, oh, we changed our mind. We're going to be the Seattle Pilots. Uh, Pilots on crack. That's all it is now. (laughs) Exactly. By the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Not yet, Uh, it's not. What's that? Not yet, it's not. (laughs) I I haven't unlocked the phone. Oh my God! There, we're... <laughs> the man tap fixed my tech technology or technology issue here, and uh, but yet we don't even have the damn phone plugged in. Look, what I, is... I look, I had to reach into the other file cabinet. You saw the picture, so I had to find the princess phone, plug it back into the wall. It's not easy over here. It's just not I, easy. I I totally understand. You, you saw that photo from Temper Tantrum Thursday. Don't. Uh... Oh, that was humorous. 
Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, kids and kittens, go just just check the Twitter feeds. It's uh, yeah, exactly. It, don't feel it, like getting into it. Yeah, it's not only a hoot; it is a holler. So, where mm-hmm. are we starting today, young man? Where are we starting today? What would well, you like to discuss? I let's go ahead and go here. All right. Now I will. Where's here? I will admit I still didn't do a whole lot of research other than the fact I at least know what the hell it means. But this whole thing with QAnon. Yes. Well, first off, I had no idea that it existed. Anon is, is short or is short for anonymous. What? Isn't that isn't that basically where where that uh have you never heard of Al Anon or Oh, I suppose. Not, yeah. Yeah, I have heard. I have heard. Yeah, okay. Two and two together. I'm sorry. You know, it's okay. friends, it, it, it just seems like I've had a new world opened up here. Hey, matter of fact, you can see the light kind of gleaming on, over my head here. Yeah, that's it, it, exactly. Light yeah. shines on marble head here. So, so what have you learned about QAnon, John, that you well, can... Uh... Now, I, I Other before, than it, before you get started, if you kids and kittens were listening the other night when John dropped this little piece of information on me, I was shocked, to say the least, to say the least, that he had not ever even heard of QAnon, not even familiar with the terminology. Uh, it was like a couple of weeks ago when, uh, when, when Mike King's friend Renee called and we had a whale of a time but she had no idea what a karen was none no clue i'm like it's all over the anyway so tell us what you know john well it's it's a right-wing conspiracy theory and and like like i you know i'm sorry folks i had no idea now since then you know i've heard of some of the things that they you know they were you know talking about this is the one that uh Gave us, if I'm not mistaken, gave us Pizzagate. Yes. And all these, you know, but basically thinking there's a deep state conspiracy here to get rid of Donald Trump. No, I ain't no conspiracy. That's We are trying to get rid of Donald well, Trump. Well, yeah. Nobody's exactly. hiding that. Yeah, I don't think we're, I don't think we're very anonymous about it either, uh, quite frankly. No, this is pretty much out there. Yeah. Uh Oops, we've been exposed. Oops. Exactly. <laughs> well, and they're, it's like they're trying to completely just throw the kitchen sink when it comes to, when it, when it comes to the other side, you know, oh, they're uh, the Democratic uh, politicians, high ranking officials of being members of an international child sex trafficking ring and a pizza and uh, a pizza restaurant and a P in a pizza restaurant that just that Hillary Clinton was running, by the way, that Hillary Clinton was running, you know, by the way, I saw an interview a while back with the folks of that, that own that restaurant. No joke. And, uh, that guy came in and he opened fire. You know, I think he got off a couple of shots and he was determined. They had him, QAnon, uh, if you're if you if you're not familiar with QAnon, think of the most rabid Trump fanatic that you have ever encountered, be it in person through the media. Okay, 
Take that person who you can't tell anything to, okay? Take that person, and that's probably one of the, the more reasonable members of QAnon. Yeah, these they, guys are completely off the frickin' deep end here. Yeah, these are the people you see uh, the, the pinning each other down by the neck, kneeling on each other's necks, thinking it's funny, uh, mocking pretty much everything that that's not white about America. That's your QAnon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's your QAnon. And you know what? It, it's sad because it's a it's kind of an enlightening experience, to tell you the truth. It, it's one of those where you think, you know, you look at, you know, okay, before the riots, we just uh, we thought that everything was was okay. No, nope. you know, it, we just we kind of thought that everything was okay in race relationships and what have you. But it really has opened ever since uh, George Floyd was killed by that Minneapolis cop. And and like I've said before, this wasn't this wasn't a an instance of something that happened. You know, bang bang, you know, or a reactionary thing. This is something. I liken it to a situation, you know, where you get done with a cigarette, you throw it on the ground, and you sit there with your foot and crush out the cigarette afterwards. This is basically what Derek Chauvin did uh, to George Floyd, and the whole thing was the whole thing was on on uh, camera. We watched, like I've said many, many times, we watched a man die in front of our very eyes on a video and they're wondering they're wondering why is portland on fire why is seattle on fire why was minneapolis on fire Uh, yes there are some scars in minneapolis but for the most part things are going very peacefully once again here and I tell you, like I said, people are wondering why, why, and why now? You know why now? You absolutely know why now. It is finally the old, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. This isn't something new. The police department's attitude towards African Americans. This isn't a new thing. You know, it's the whole mentality of shoot and ask questions later. And not only just shoot, not just shoot to disable. We're talking about empty, you know, in situations where they're emptying out their frickin' clips on folks. How many of them are unarmed? I under, yeah, I understand if um, you know if if the suspect or the, the whoever's being chased, you know, turns around and and and, and looks like they're gonna. Uh, point a gun at the, at the officer. I understand that again, in a spur of a moment thing, but Derek Chauvin had, there's are there's, there's conflict as far as it was either seven minutes, eight minutes. It really doesn't matter. You have your knee on a man's neck and the man is saying, I can't breathe. And you just keep putting on the pressure. Probably we don't know this for a fact, but once he said he can't breathe, who knows if Derek Chauvin didn't put just a little bit more 
pressure on that uh, uh, on that knee. Uh, so don't sit here and scratch your head and think, oh, this just broke out of nothing. No, you know, oh, now we got the riots. Oh, they did. People didn't decide to just start rioting just because you know it was a nice sunny day in Portland or Seattle or Minneapolis. There was a definite reason for it. And as soon as that's owned up to, and maybe something is literally done about all this, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's reactionary. I don't agree with the reaction. I don't believe in burning down buildings or looting stores or what have you. But this is all kind of a delicate balance thing. Don't, don't you, don't you think, Ed? Well, yeah, but, uh, uh, Look, there's a lot of problems going on right now. Uh, getting back to QAnon, this 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 match was lit four years ago. Uh, yeah. Know, again, Trump's America, and these folks are just uh, living their best life right now. They're living their best life because they feel that they can look. We've seen. I, I lose hours every night watching videos of people just acting a fool. Uh, blah blah blah. So. But the important thing is you now know that QAnon exists and that there is, I'm not saying they're organized, not by any stretch of the imagination, but at least you're aware. So now when you see these scenes, now keep an eye out for the letter Q Mm -hmm. prominently, uh, prominent, not, you know, because somebody's in Queens that does because I live in Queens. I'm part of QAnon. It it doesn't. (laughs) No, it doesn't do that. So, hey, we, we got a bunch of stuff we want to get to. Are you ready to move on? Or I am ready to move on here. Okay. I just wanted to let you know that I had Completed. at least dug, scratched the surface a little bit. Uh, uh, before, before, good, good. Uh, before, let's, should have done this at the top of the show, but we got kind of sidetracked there. Your stock report. Here's your stock report for the week. Uh, Uber. Yeah, we got to get some kind of music or something for that. I, I got to, uh, you know, it's, it's not, I have no time. I have no time. All oh, way. yeah. It's a hard job you do. By there. the way, by the way, before I go any further, you, sir, I need you to introduce me properly the way you introduce me at night now. You didn't introduce me properly to the fine oh. folks here on Saturday morning. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry, Pookie. You should be. I solved a I'm massive problem for you this morning. It, it was an issue. It was one of those. Give me my introduction. Just give me my introduction, please. Uh, oh, hold on. <clears throat> and introducing the most rested man in Talk radio history. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Oh, I got the wrestler announcer voice. Isn't that isn't that something? All right. So anyway, you here's recognize your... that? Huh? Of course I do. It's my favorite. It's the only other voice you use, and you haven't used it a lot lately. And we'll get into that some other time. Uh, anyway, your stock report: Uber closed from last week. Yesterday closed at thirty-one dollars and eighteen cents, down a buck thirty-seven. Meanwhile, Lyft shot up $0.69 cents, 69 to uh, $30.42. So there's your stock report, and uh, oh, that takes care of that. 
and we'll, we'll uh, I got a couple. We got a couple of Uber items that we'll we'll, we'll tackle a little later on. Uh, okay. Actually, you know, you know what? Let's tackle them right now. Let's tackle them sure. right now. Uh, the one main story I have this week comes out of Australia, and we want to thank our good friend Ethan for clearing this up for us. It was a uh, class action suit, uh, and uh, the legal firm of Maurice Blackburn, and this comes out of the Australian dated today well we got it yesterday yesterday was today for them today is tomorrow for them but it's the day before christmas for us i don't know i'm not sure how the time zones work uh anyway (laughs) uh uber lost a bit to have a class action against it from thousands of australian drivers thrown out of court uh, legal firm Maurice Blackburn is behind the class action, which is seeking damages for loss of income to taxi, hire car, and limousine drivers after UberX began operating down under. It alleges that UberX is unlawful and has not been operating under the regulations, accreditation procedures, and license fees that apply to taxi drivers. You don't say. That is, you can you can take that little paintbrush and paint that everywhere they are. Uh, there are more than 6,000 taxi and other drivers involved in the class action um oh uh uber Uber argued in the victorian supreme court of appeal that a class action cannot be brought against it in victoria because it was an international company boy i tell you what they got some of the bestest lawyers uber does because they find a little slippery way to try to get out of everything uh but but the justices uh on tuesday rejected its bid to have the case thrown out uh, Uber claimed there were five reasons the class action should be thrown out. The Court of Appeal rejected all five. See ya! <laughs> and again, we want Well, we here's want... the thing. is Just like London, Australia, the, ta- the taxi is, industry is big business uh, in these places. Uh, and what I'm getting from this is, is okay... You know, Uber walked into markets here in the United States and thought, "Eh, what the hell? They're not even gonna. They're not even gonna notice us here." You know, who cares about the taxi industry in these uh, in in these uh, cities? You know, New York City. New York City taxi industry is a big deal there, but especially here in in Middle America, people. Uh, People well, first off, people don't take that many cabs to begin with here. The Midwest mentality has always been, you know, you can pry my steering hands or steering wheel out of my cold dead hands. Mm-hmm. So it's never been in in my neck of the woods. It's never been, you know, the taxi industry has uh, relied heavily on on people who actually pick up the phone and call for service as opposed to uh, just waving a taxi down. Uh, Minneapolis kind of started when Minneapolis almost doubled the number of cabs in the, in the city by, you know, by tearing off the restrictions on the number of, of cabs, thinking that they wanted to be another New York city where the idea was if you wanted to get a cab, all you'd have to do is just, you know, wave one down. And that's never been the way at least the Twin Cities operated. You know, might be in Chicago, might be in a, a few other uh, 
areas in the Midwest, but not up here. By the way, but, just to interrupt you for a second, that generally generally only works in your city centers. Uh, Manhattan, for instance. When you talk about New York City, uh, you most the overwhelming majority of yellow cabs stay. Look at a map of Manhattan. You'll see Central Park. Look at the North End. That's 110th Street. Pretty much virtually all the yellow cabs, well, before Uber, virtually all of them were below that point, crammed into Manhattan. Uh, and that's where you could flag down a cab. Anywhere else, well, good luck. Good luck. And, you really can't, like the green cabs, you really can't flag them? Uh, you can flag them. Okay, uh, that, this was part of the rationale behind the green cabs, okay, was to get more cabs because they're not allowed to work that's uh, part of Manhattan, down south of 110th Street. The idea was to get more taxis on the streets in the rest of the city, and it started working, and then, of course, Uber showed up. But but this was long overdue as, again, I grew up in Manhattan, so I grew up, look, I could hail a cab before I could walk, to be quite honest. But <laughs> when, when that's the system you have, it's a go out and flag, well, that's fine on a pleasant spring evening. Mm-hmm. But when it's snowing, raining, I used to pride myself on, I was able to get a cab at 5.15 on a rainy Friday afternoon when it's impossible to get a cab. Uh, that was my claim to fame. I've had people literally, I, I once had a package in my hand and it was rush hour. Uh, and I opened the door. I was about to put the package in. Somebody zipped in, got in the cab and away they went. Stole my cab. It it, <laughs> it, it happens. So um, the fact that you can now order a cab via an app or phone or whatnot is not horrible. Believe you me, it's not horrible. Again, if you're in a city center, uh, certain places, you know, you're at a basketball game, you know, like downtown Minneapolis, they've got the Target Center there and or whatever the heck it is. Uh, yeah, but, Target but, Center. Right, but you don't need to. You don't need some kind of dispatch system. You just show up with the cars, and people will find them. But you get out to some of the hell holes, like uh, what's that one place, Egan? I mean, how the hell are you going to get a cab in in in, uh, in in Hellscape, Egan, Minnesota? For God's sake! Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of cabs cruising around. It never was actually. No, only, only when you're only when you're on the way home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I'm on the way home. That's right. Of uh, titty if you need a ride. The other story I want to mention, and I started reading this. It popped up on the Twitter the other day. Uh, I think, John, you retweeted it. It was about London. But I read the story, and actually it's from last year, talking about uh, when London again uh, refused to license Uber. The point I'm getting at here is uh, it's a long, very interesting article. I read the entire thing last night. And for the first time, it really, really clear. It was written in such a way that it really kind of cleared up some of the. uh, It describes it very well, how the situation is going there, at least how it was going a year ago. I highly recommend uh, you folks take a look at it right now. It's on it's on the radio TFI.com. It's on the front page. It'll be there, and it'll. If it's not there, it'll certainly be in the links section. But by all means, give give it a look, see, and uh, <clears throat> it it really helped clear up the whole London situation for me just a little bit more. And and of course, we're all rooting for our pals out there. So 
So what do you say, John? We ready to? Uh, you got anything else on this topic, or are we ready to move on? No, to, uh, no, not uh, not not especially. I mean, it's just that uh, I guess to think that uh, anybody here in this country. I mean, I don't know. Have there been any lawsuits uh, uh, towards uh, towards Uber in uh, in New York? Or oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's. I don't think oh, it's on the same me. level. No, I I don't have the details for anything that's going, but keep in mind right now that they're legal here. And they've, they're more or less following all the rules that they have. Well, this is true. So I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I, I mean, and on one hand, the city talks about they want to reduce traffic in the city. On the other hand, they let unlimited amount of cars. Look, yeah. this, is, this is all old stuff. Somebody wants... Seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Give us a call if you want to talk about Uber and the like, uh, and we'll be happy to, as John likes to say, slam on the brakes. What would we do, John? We would do an emergency. Emergency button. You bet your butt we will. But uh, I got some other things. Uh, we ready to move on? Oh, absolutely. All right, so. So let's, oh, I don't even know where to start. I honestly don't know where to start. On one hand, I'm looking at Captain Coppertones. I didn't do a lot of audio from him this week because, uh, by the way, I we're not going to play person, man, woman, TV. Uh, bread box? Bread box. Is it bigger than that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I am specifically not playing that piece of audio because... Because I promise you, Baby Oliver could do the same test. He, should, he actually could. All right, let's start there. Let's just start there. If you're not aware, El Presidente took a uh, uh, a test. Cognitive test. Cognitive test, about a year and a half ago. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of quotes about it. By the way, he, he goes on how he passed it, and the doctors have never seen anything like it. This test is to determine whether or not you're still with us or not, whether whether you're cognitively aware. It's for Alzheimer's and stroke patients. And, you know, he's going on about how, oh, the last five questions are so hard. You had to circle an elephant. Actually, the last question is, what's the date? That is actually the last question. Uh, but here, here's uh, one of my favorites. I, I got a couple of things. Uh Chris Liu, this is from Twitter, Chris Liu for, at Chris Liu 44 says, Obama didn't brag half as much about winning a Nobel Peace Prize mm-hmm. as Trump is about passing a dementia test. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites, Angry Staffer, wrote this, and I quote, Jesus Christ, he's still talking about the goddamn cognitive test like he deserves the Medal of Honor or something. Uh, let's see. Uh, and, and he just goes on. I watched an interview. There's another interview with him out there. And, well, the one where he, he rattles off these five names, which, by the way, you can see he is clearly reading a cue card on at least one of those attempts. His eyes keep darting off to the side. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say at this point. So, I mean, but this is the man who's going to lead us through a worldwide pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. A worldwide oh. pandemic and try to 
trying to snuff out the violence in the uh, in that he, the uh, that he's protests causing, that he's causing. By the well, way, yeah. uh, he's got new campaign ads about how dangerous Joe Biden's going to be if Biden's elected president, and they're using footage of the stuff in Portland, which mm-hmm. is Chad Wolf. <laughs> Chad Wolf, he's the acting uh, uh, director of uh, Department of Homeland Security, acting. As an acting, he's supposed to be 210 days is the max. And they either got to reconfirm him or give him the job, you know, the full. He's a day 250, 280, something. It's way over the 210. And uh, here, let's see. Do we have... Uh, I thought I had something from... Oh, here it is, yeah. Here, here's Chad Wolf. Eight hours are just misinformed. Uh, they're not accurate. Uh, they don't understand the authorities and the responsibility the Department of Homeland Security has. We protect over nine, almost 9,000 federal facilities across the country. We did that 10 years ago. We did it long before this civil unrest started, and we'll continue to do that. And so I don't need invitations by the state, uh, state mayors or uh, state governors to do our job. We're going to do that uh, whether they like us there uh, mm-hmm. or not. That's our responsibility. Yeah, but... Yes, they're there to to uh, uh, defend federal buildings. That doesn't mean storming the streets and and shooting uh, uh, gas at people. And you know, it, it's not you don't dress up in fatigues. This is not combat. You want to put a fence well, up around federal buildings? That's one thing. But they're they're actively uh, they're aggressively going after protesters. That's not your job. That's that's not even close to your job. And uh, it's like ju- putting gasoline on a fire, Ed. Yeah. Now I was. You, supr- go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was surprised that you weren't aware that uh, the guy in Portland, the Navy guy, who stood I've there, I heard where, that story, where they whacked at him and, and, and yeah, beat the heck out of him. Beat the heck. Now, I want you to listen to this guy. This is an interview he did. Chris David is his name. Uh, and you're talking about the, the uh, here you're talking about the the veteran or, or the person yes. that was the victim of this. Well, he he stood there and took their beating, right? And they sprayed him in the face. He turned around, walked away, and gave them uh, the one finger salute. Gave the thing, yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is him talking to some young thing on ABC, and uh, he's very soft spoken. Uh, I I watched another interview with him on CNN, but. Uh, I, I think this covers a lot of ground about him. Where do you go from here? Where do I go from here? Well, I want to use my 15 minutes to put out a message to my fellow vets. I also want to use my 15 minutes to try to refocus this whole discussion back to Black Lives Matter as opposed to an old white guy who got beat up because I don't think I warrant the attention, to be perfectly frank. Um, I think it's a little overblown, to be perfectly honest. The attention you're getting? Yeah, the attention I'm getting. I think it's overblown. Um, I'm a private person. I'd like to have my life back. This has turned everything upside down. I got beaten down. I was an old white guy that got beat down. That's an acute situation, right? Being a black person in this country is a chronic situation. Yeah. Every day. So, no, I didn't get a taste. I just got beat up. If I had been a black veteran that had gotten beaten down, do you think I would have gotten as much attention as I did? Yes. Really? I think it's because I'm just an old white dude. And what it demonstrates is if they're going to beat, if they can beat somebody down like me, they can beat anybody down, I guess. 
That's uh, that's Chris David, Navy vet, and uh, all around good egg. Uh, stood right up to them, and I don't know, I don't know anything about them, and I'm basing that strictly yeah. off the video that I've seen, and this this piece of audio and one other piece of audio. But uh, if he's not who he says he is, well, I'm sorry, but from what I know, uh, he's a good egg. He stood there. And, and what about honoring our military to begin with? You know. Well, he's, he's just not part of the military or maybe because he doesn't he's have retired. that same march and lockstep stand that they with uh, Donald Trump. He's retired. And he said oh, he's retired. Now, he's I didn't retired. know that. Yeah. He said, uh, well, I wore my Navy sweatshirt, my Navy something hat. And uh, I brought my bag with, with all the patches on it to at least maybe give them the idea that hey, I'm kind of with you guys. But. If you saw that video, you saw how they were wailing on these. Look, the, mm-hmm. these these goons, uh, they have their marching orders. Just just swat down anything that gets in your way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I might have a little bit of a uh, an issue here. Uh, totally off, uh, to- totally off center here. Okay, but I was noticing that the cleaning crew that came into the. Uh, Northern Command Studio somehow misplaced the uh, uh, plug for my laptop. Okay. I'm, watch, I'm watching my laptop kind of slow, the battery on it kind of slowly. Uh, so Uncle Ed might be doing a solo. Uh, that's what you're that's telling That's possible me. because, right, at this particular point in time, <laughs> I'm at 56% power. Oh. You do the math. I'd rather not. So anyway, during the during the break, you'll uh, you'll look, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may, I may be. It may be a little bit more of a break for me during okay. the break. So. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Well. Uh, okay. Nope. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't that's, mean to go behind the curtains, but that's okay. That's if okay. you wondered why I'm sitting here doing this number, that's <laughs> hashtag Big Time Professional Radio. By the Video, way, you, you know it. If you're watching on the scope. Uh, which I don't think anybody is, but you know, I'm watching John bend over and I'm thinking he either has a technical problem or he's vomiting. I, and I don't know which one I prefer it to be. I was <laughs> technical problem. Okay. Technical hey, we don't want to, it, it hasn't gotten to the point of vomiting yet, but uh, uh, so, we, it may get there. So uh, one of the, one of the stories that I'm looking at here, which is uh, just just pains me to no end. But then again, we all saw this coming. This kind of behavior. Senator Rick Scott, Republican out of Florida, my former governor. Thank you very much. He wants schools to open in the fall, but told Fox News his grandchildren won't be in them. Quote: My daughters are going to be more focused on distance learning right now to make sure their children are safe. Screw everybody else's. Oh yeah. Screw everybody else's kids. Well, if you think about it, of course, you know, Trump uh, did a, a reversal on this because he said he wanted all schools open at first. But now he's it sounds like he's backed away from that and actually using. Oh, my God, I'm I'm, I'm saying Trump and common sense in the same sentence. Uh, don't beat me for this. Uh, we may but be wishing he's for actually now realizing that, you know, every situation is going to be a little different. There are places where you could possibly pull off having uh, in uh, having kids in the school in the classrooms there are other places at least at this point in time i don't think so well let me here's another tweet that we uh 
that we like this week on that topic. This is from Dan Price at Dan Price Seattle. This is from a few days ago on the 22nd. And I quote, I don't know. I'm a bit skeptical that a system that saw 20 little kids murdered in school and said, there's nothing we can do. We'll figure out a way to safely reopen schools. Cheer. Kind of hard to disagree with that one. We can't, mm-hmm. we can't seem to stop the shootings in schools. Uh, but which, which seems to be the best thing about the pandemic pandemic yeah. so far. Yeah. No, uh, no school shootings. Oh, don't worry. They'll get caught up once, uh, once oh, they yeah. get the kids yeah, back. They'll make up for that lost time. Oh yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're efficient. If nothing else, all the nutballs are out there. All your, uh, mm-hmm. queuing on people. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, oh, let's let let's take a little. And this is in no particular order here. Like, let's take a trip in the in in the time tunnel, or in the magical phone booth. By the way, Bill and Ted are coming back uh, from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Darley. Yeah, they're coming back in a. They got Keanu Reeves. Anyway, so here's an interview Trump did with Barbara Walters. Back in 1990. Baba Wawa's? Baba Wawa. Now, what's really important to listen to is at the very end, listen to what Barbara says. It's the last thing. It's the last thing. I've never seen press reporting as I have with regard to me. And I hope the general public understands how inherently dishonest the press in this country is. As a member of the press, let me try to clear up some of the things which you say are untrue. My bankers and I worked out a terrific deal that allows me to come out stronger than ever. I see the deal as a great victory. Being on the verge of bankruptcy, being bailed out by the banks, well, you don't have to what, say skating on thin ice yeah. and almost drowning, that is a, that's a businessman to be admired. Uh, you say on the verge of bankruptcy, Barbara, and you talk on the verge, and you listen to what people are I saying. I talk to your bankers. Well, that's fine. And what do they say? I mean, you know, depending on which banker you're talking to, what do they say? Well, uh, I don't know what the bankers have said. The plaza is a very valuable property. Everybody told me, oh, you paid too much, you paid too much. Now they're all saying what a great deal he made on the plaza. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the... uh... So, and I didn't know this because I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that's... Uh, that's like nineteen uh, what nineteen eighties nineteen nine early nineteen nineties nineteen ninety that's how I said it at the beginning oh, yeah okay I'm sorry I didn't hear that um, I didn't realize I wasn't paying that much attention to Trump back then but uh, he was he was blasting the media back then he, oh so yeah this, the, oh. there's a oh yeah obviously a pattern here oh this I, goes you know this didn't start in two thousand fifteen. Okay, and I mean, I was very much aware of Trump, even though I wasn't living, you know, here in New York City. We were aware of him long ago, and uh, so when his name would pop up in the news, I I, I knew who he was, and blah blah blah, and uh, you know, uh, my dislike for him came kind of twofold when he was just trying to be this quasi celebrity. You know, popping up on uh, uh, popping up in Vince McMahon's circus WWE and co-hosting Regis and uh, Kelly. Yeah, there you go, and uh, uh, and of course the 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 bomb that was known as the impre- the apprentice. 
Mm. Oh, we can do you a know. whole show on The Apprentice, but which, by the way, I watched. I watched. I don't know why. I didn't. I, I did, and uh, a lot of it. Like thinking back now, yeah. Again, we could do hours on that. I I would like to get through some some of this other stuff that we have here before we get to. Uh, well, uh, carry on, Montesquieu. I will. I will. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this was this was fun. Speaking of the test, man, person, woman, TV. Breadbox. Redbox. Breadbox. Can't uh, forget Breadbox. Can't forget Breadbox. I'm sorry, I forgot Breadbox. So this is this is Trump going on uh, about how he's how the his the criticism of him of his it's after the listen to it. And the doctors were they said very few people can do that. Very few people get that. You understand? It's, yes. it's not that easy. There were other questions tougher than what I just did. <laughs> But it's not that easy. But as soon as they announced my score and their test, all the stuff went away about me. Is he competent? Remember, they're talking about 25th Amendment and nonsense. And they said, wow. And even the enemies, they don't say that anymore. But they do say it about Joe Biden. And honestly, he should take the test. In a way, as an obligation to, because you have to be able to show this country that the person that we're picking as leader is sharp because we're dealing with people that want to do very bad things to us if they had the chance. And you're one of them. You have to be sharper than them. So in a certain way, Joe Biden has an obligation to take a test like that one or something else. So, yeah, he is one of the people that's doing harm to this country. But just in tandem, let me read this tweet from Josh Marshall. At Josh, let me let me, let me stop oh. you. I just I was just thinking, this all coming from a man who's about as sharp as a slice of bread. That is correct. Correct. Uh, oh. uh, circles have more more sharp angles than he does. But uh, jo- Josh at Josh TPM uh, last week wrote this. So to review, based on his own accounts, the president has taken multiple cognition tests for dementia during his presidency. Finds them quote very hard unquote, and says doctors have professed great surprise he was able to answer all the questions. I guess I'd be surprised too. (laughs) During one of the test administrations, the doctors said they'd, quote, never seen anything like it, end quote. Of course they hadn't. They had never seen a, well, I'm sure they've seen plenty of 70 plus year old men uh, drooling all over themselves and and what have you. Uh, Bumbling a glass of water. Yeah. I've got one that uh, I'm going to save for the other side. Uh, it involves my girl, AOC. and uh, I'm waiting with bated breath. Well, she got called a very, very unspecial. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, now, yeah. And we've got a little did. audio on that, and, and we're going to talk about that on the other side of... Uh, Ooh, uh, that in the radio business is called a tease. That is a tease. And we also have something from John Lewis that we... Uh, actually... Oh. Let, let me, uh, I'm going to hold off on that too. Uh, did, did you hear about what it, uh, uh, what specific honor was laid on John, uh, on John Lewis? Uh, a high school that was named after Robert E. Lee is now going right. to be Yeah. And I think that's great. That, it is. Uh, it's fabulous. About time. It's, yeah. just, it's a shame that these individuals have to die before they get that type of honor. Well, uh, I got two more tweets here. I want to I, I want to polish off because 
I like them right now. So it's something we were we mentioned earlier. Vicky at uh, SDIS Beautiful One. That's a hell of a name. But uh, she said, or he said, they said, everyone needs to remember that all the videos Trump is putting out about violence in the streets and blaming on Biden is happening right now during Trump's administration. Like I said, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's using all this stuff, but it's the it's what's going on. And Cause the, and effect. Yep. And the final tweet. And we haven't used that in a while. No, uh, we haven't. No, we have not. At one one of my one of my other favorite accounts, uh, translate Trump, at translate real DT. Dear Trump supporters, only three miles of wall got built. Mexico didn't pay. Hillary's not locked up. Obamacare wasn't repealed. The deficit skyrocketed. Millions are unemployed. And instead of being quote great again unquote, America is the epicenter of a global pandemic. Y'all got played. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? And they're still getting played. Sure they are. Sure they are. So let's see. Let's. Uh, oh, oh yeah. We've got one. You never. We never want to end the week without something from uh, uh, Press Secretary Barbie, and she's talking about how how El Presidente has been consistent as far as uh, face coverings go. Really, thank you. Yesterday, the president tweeted out an image of himself wearing a mask. He said that wearing a mask is an act of patriotism. No one is more patriotic than him. Then just hours later, he was spotted at the Trump Hotel not wearing a mask. Why did it take him so long, first of all, to be seen wearing a mask in public? And why the mixed messaging on this critical health issue that his own top health officials have said is critical to fighting this pandemic? The president's always been consistent on this, that masks, according to the CDC, are recommended but not required. He has said that he would wear one in the case he couldn't appropriately socially distance. Um, And he wore one and put up the picture on Twitter, as you saw. Think that it's important to lead by example on this issue? Well, the president has led. He's been consistent, even going back to March 31st, um, when he said, "Then my feeling is, if people want to do it, there's certainly no harm to it." But he hasn't done it, Kelly. He hasn't worn a the mask. President, and so it's sending. Is it not mixed signals? The, the president wore a mask in May. The president wore a mask at Walter Reed out of an abundance of caution. But as I've made clear from this podium, the president is the most tested man in America. Um, he's tested more than anyone multiple times a day, um, and we believe that he's acting appropriately. And yet, and yet, he walks around crowds of people who could very easily pass it along to him. Uh, lead by example, sir. I did it once in May. That ought to that ought to hold him. That ought yeah. to hold him. Uh, oh, the last thing we want to cover here on this side is uh, uh, Trump has pulled out of Jacksonville. For the oh convention. yeah, and uh, let let's see press secretary Barbie tap dance around this one. Oh, I'm actually no, this is him. This is him himself. So I told my team it's time to cancel the Jacksonville, Florida component of the GOP convention. We'll be starting in North Carolina for the Monday, as has always been planned. We were never taking that off. That's remaining as it is. The delegates are going to get together. That's where they do their nomination. So the delegates are going to North Carolina and they'll be doing the nomination. And we're going to do some other things with tele-rallies and online the week that we're discussing, which will be really good. I think we're going to do it well. 
and I'll still do a convention speech in a different form, but we won't do a big, crowded convention per se. It's just not the right time for that. I care deeply about the people of Florida and everywhere else, frankly, in this country and even in the world who would be coming into the state, and I don't want to do anything to upset it. Uh, they'll be doing very well very shortly. Or, or, you, he could have said this, the fact that the city of Jacksonville has decided there was no way they could do it. They weren't going to do it. The, mm-hmm. uh, the sheriff of Duval County said, there's no way we can, we can get security. To Made it sound like it was all his decision. Of course. Of course he did. Yeah. Why, why you know, by, by the way, yes. I'm sitting here listening to Trump. And then I listen and I'm thinking about myself here because, I yes, I stumble, bumble around. Yeah, you do. Uh, so, yeah, I do. I do. So you'd say, well, how are you any different? You're not the president. I don't have the nuclear codes. That's right. <laughs> that, you, let's just, just, let's just can, make a fair comparison here. You can't even find the cord for your laptop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, again, I'm... Not, uh, and I don't have a hundred staff members around me to try to find that. No, you do not. No, you do not. I did the one thing for you that I'm going to do today. Let's be clear. Let's be clear on that for just a second. I admit, and that's the other thing. I admit my shortcomings. Yeah. Yeah. I got one more thing on the paper and then I'm done with, with my paper and then we'll be, we'll we'll be free ball on it an hour or two. Uh, oh good lord i'm afraid of this <laughs> south southwest airlines who i've always liked southwest they uh uh put this out effective 20 july 27th every everybody will have to wear a face covering on their flights except for children under the age of two this is my favorite part of the thing of the statement if a customer is unable to wear a face covering or mask for any reason southwest regrets that we will be unable to transport the individual in those cases, we hope the customer will allow us to welcome them on board in the future. If public health guidance or other safety-related circumstances regarding face coverings changes, in other words, knock it off. You're wearing a mask. Exactly. You're wearing a mask. You don't want to wear a mask. See ya. See ya. Yeah. And a lot of businesses are doing that now. They're putting the signs up that say, "Hey, look." Uh, one of the best signs I've seen was, uh, hey, look, you have a right not to wear a mask, and we also have a right not to do business with you. Yeah, no shoes, no shirt, no nope, service. That is, and there's no smoking here. It's yeah. uh, in the public interest. And, uh, you know, hey, they'll, uh, it'll be what it is. But, uh, you know, people just need to, uh, to, to get it together and uh, quit monkeying around because there are businesses to run. There are blah, 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 blah. Put the well, damn mask on. Uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz won't wear a mask on an airplane. And he's going to try and send kids back to school. Yeah, he's a miserable piece of crap, to be sure. To be sure. Well, whew. I'm exhausted. You feel better? Yeah, you, this, we're just into the, we're just barely hitting the surface of the show here, folks. Yeah. Well, that was kind of timed weird, but okay. I guess it's time to uh, uh, whatever here for the next couple minutes. So we'll be back with the uh, with hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour in a short minute.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Oh, the white folks hate the black folks, and the black folks hate the white folks. To hate all but the right folks is an old established rule. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, Lena Horn and Sheriff Clark are dancing cheek to cheek. It's fun to eulogize the people you despise as long as you don't let them in your school. Oh, the poor folks hate the rich folks, and the rich folks hate the poor folks. All of my folks hate all of your folks. It's American as apple pie. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, New Yorkers love the Puerto Ricans cause it's very chic. Step up and shake the hand of someone you can't stand. You can tolerate him if you try. Protestants hate the Catholics, and the Catholics hate the Protestants, and the Hindus hate the Muslims, and everybody hates the Jews. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, it's national, everyone smile at one anotherhood week. Be nice to people who are inferior to you. It's only for a week, so have no fear. Be grateful that it doesn't last all year. And good morning, kids and kittens. Welcome back to hour two of the Taxi Stand Hour, the Mothership Edition, here on Radio TFI, Saturday, July 25th, 2020. I am Ed Van Ness from Queens, New York. John Shannon is having a technical difficulty, hashtag big time professional radio, and will be joining us ever so shortly. Uh, if you'd like to reach us as uh, Gilbert, I almost called him Gilbert, uh, 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 what the heck is his name? I can't think of his name. <laughs> Gerald. As Gerald just said, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. You can find us live on Periscope right now, or uh, you can see my bright, shining face. Or you can uh, text us. Text us. Man, what's going on with me today? Uh, get us on the Twitter, at Taxi Stand Hour. So, uh... In the last hour, 
we talked about a whole bunch of stuff and uh i mentioned a couple of pieces of audio that that we were going to play and uh first one i'm going to play here just to finish up all that was a, a speech that uh the late john lewis made uh, not too terribly long ago we didn't get a we kind of got caught off guard last week, uh, last Saturday. We didn't really, weren't able to come up with anything for the show. So, so we'd like to play this now. Sit back, take a, take a listen, uh, and enjoy enjoy the words that this man had to say. A man who literally gave his life for this country. You ready to vote? Have you voted? I got arrested a few times. During the 60s, I went to jail 40 times. Since I've been in Congress, I've been arrested another five times. When you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, stand up and say something. Do something. I gave a little blood on that bridge in Selma 53 years ago. I almost died. Some of my friends and colleagues were murdered in Mississippi and other places. I'm not asking any of you to give any blood. I'm just asking you to go and vote like you never voted before. We have to vote. The vote is the most powerful, most powerful, non-violent instrument or tool we have in a democratic society. And we must use that. Use that. There are forces in America today want to take us back. But we're not going back. we come too far. We're going forward. Go out and vote. Let's go out and vote. Hey. Hey. We're, I'm back. You're back. We swapped sides. I know. Isn't that great? Isn't that it's, nice how that works? It's exciting. It's, it's exciting stuff. It really is. I, I, that, I, that's, a, that's a good piece, by the way, you were playing uh, uh, John Lewis. Yes. The late John Lewis. Yes. Uh, As I explained fair. to the kids and kids and kittens, uh, we really got caught off guard last week, and, and and I found this during the week, and I just felt uh, that would be our little our our little Suya uh, to uh, represent. You know, but that that clip should be playing over and over and over again, because because like uh, like I, I've said, and you are I'm I don't even have to guess that you're the same way. You're not in favor of this. Uh, of this violence that's going on, the the destroying of buildings, oh, no. uh, you know, looting, you know, we're not we're not condoning that in the least bit. We under we understand the reason. Again, cause and effect. We understand that, but we don't condone it. But John, but John Lewis said it the best. That is the biggest tool you have in your toolbox the biggest non-violent the, tool the biggest yes thing. well you know to tell you the truth it, it doesn't even need a qualifier because i think the power of the vote is stronger than the whole active you know activity of of rioting well because i, I don't disagree I don't, because here's here's the thing folks and the thing, again i'm just i'm just trying to be honest here there are people, you know, 
let, let's face it, it is basically aimed at the uh, African-Americans. And right now, the images you're seeing are a bunch of, you know, oh, what was it I was uh, looking at here? I saw a video earlier about um, of this, uh, the looting in a particular store. Well, 98% of it were African-Americans doing so. So now this is the picture that you're seeing. Now you have a lot of people that right now are taking the Black Lives Matter uh, issue and movement, taking it seriously, want to join. How do I be a part of that? That's one of the things that we asked Shaletta. How do we be a part of it? How do we make a difference? And, and, and we're enthusiastic about it. We want to get on board with this. But then you do see these very real images of people uh, looting, of people burning down buildings, although most of the suspects I've seen, at least in Minneapolis so far, of the uh, arson uh, are white. So go figure. But what we're seeing is here is that we want we want you to protest. We want people to get out, march down those streets, let your voice be heard. Peacefully protest. Peacefully, yes. We but you start uh you start doing these other things. You start throwing fireworks at police officers, you start you know, basically waging your own little war, you know, people are going to turn away. People are going to say, nah, you know, I'll turn the channel. We know baseball's on now, so mm. I'll, I'll turn the channel. We don't want that. We don't want people to get disenfranchised with this movement. This is a strong movement. Let's keep it strong. Let's get out there and actually do things that are constructive, and the most constructive thing you can do is I don't it's, it's a travesty what's happening as far as voting rights, especially in the South. Trampled. Trampled. You're absolutely right. But don't let it be an excuse not to vote. Okay, Whatever I, you do, can I add not a qual- let it be an excuse. John, let me add a qualifier onto all this. And it was something that Shaletta said said to us that sticks with me when I said to her, yeah, but we're a couple of old white guys. We, we, we don't have that experience. We can't have that experience. And she said, just keep doing what you're doing. Just, you know, do your part. And this is our part. So look, it's easy for me to vote. I'm not only will I have a ballot show up at my door, uh, I'm literally across the street and I'm a white dude. So nobody's, nobody's trying to take my vote from me, at least looking at me because they don't know which way I'm going to go. Uh, and uh, yeah, but when it comes right down to it, vote, fight for your right to vote. That's votes themselves. Don't get manipulated. It, it's people's thinking about, or their ability to vote. That's what gets manipulated. Exactly. Uh, or how they vote. The votes themselves, they get counted. I can't say Chicago so much because who knows how many boxes of ballots are at the bottom of Lake Michigan. But, <laughs> you know you know what they say in Chicago, vote vote early and often. Vote early and vote often, yeah. I, but but the, 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 tr- the truth of the matter is, is 
in the grand scope of things, how much, even if there, even if you have a smitten of voter fraud going on, it's not right. It shouldn't be there. I get that. I hate to do but this, John. The, you mean a smitch? Huh? You mean a smitch? Oh, thank you. I'm smitten with. That. I'm smitten with AOC. Yes, yeah, this we know. <laughs> but even if there is a little bit of voter fraud okay. going on, and trust me, when we say voter fraud, that isn't a one-sided thing here, folks. Yeah, that goes... Yeah, that... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. There, everybody's, there is... got, everybody's had their hand in that till. Yeah, but it doesn't no, happen. Absolute... But it doesn't happen that often. I mean, it's been proven time and time again that... Uh, voter fraud is nearly non-existent and when you look in a country of 300 million people what do we have 200 200 million easily eligible voters and what do they come up with maybe 100 or two cases a year of voter fraud that is that is I, I, I think that's just what they call a drop in the bucket statistically it's a it's not even a blip it's a yeah. blip. it's a blip. yeah one of the things that I would just like to add to what we were uh, we were talking here about as far as the rioting and the looting and what have you all if I can ask, if 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 African Americans can just take one little iota of advice from this old white guy all I could say is is don't add to the stereotype don't feed the stereotype just because, you know, people out there in highfalutin areas, you know, where they, they maybe see one uh, black person every three weeks, you know, that's what they think is going on all the time. They think that, you know, the right. rioting and the looting and the violence it's and everything daily, like that. It's a daily commonplace. Right. Yeah. It's, they say it's commonplace and it's not. But as african-americans and as quite frankly all minorities just don't add to the stereotype bravo because we we know that you know like somebody like i was having a a a discussion via facebook with somebody ed and i have the advantage as old cab drivers of literally living life at street level. We've seen these things. We, we've seen things over the years that would make your eyebrows curl. It would make your hair fall out. Oops. Yeah, but pretty much. And, and it, 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 indeed. <laughs> Which means so, so we, need to, we need to add old, fat, bald. And bald. Guys now old, fat, and scenario. bald. Old, fat, and bald. That's us. <laughs> you know, just don't add to that we 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 know i mean we we work with people on a daily basis speak for yourself uh, yeah i know <laughs> just just as i said that i realized there's no we in that at the moment day 132 mm. but we, we see everybody we see the good in people we see people working together we see people in our inner cities that are trying to make a difference and, and just carrying on their daily lives here. So when you go out and you uh, 
And by the way, I've had a different feeling about the whole thing about graffiti and tag. You know, if that's the worst that happens, hey, we're in good shape. That's but it just just knock off the damn the the violence, especially the the black on black violence. You know, it is just don't add to that. Don't you don't need to get out. You don't need to. You don't need to be violent to do or get things accomplished. We just we've just said this. We just met John Lewis. Just said this. The most powerful thing is your vote. Yeah, and I I firmly believe that come January we will begin a healing process. Look, uh, Trump has torn a scab off this country. Oh, we, we absolutely just, look. The racism and all that crap was there. Nobody's saying it wasn't. But we mm-hmm. had it tamped down. It was staying under the house in the hole. Every now and again, it would stick its head out. But uh, for the most part, we had this pest problem under control. Now, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to take us a while to put it back in. But we will. We I, will. I still say, to tell you the truth, as much as I, as much as I love eight years of presidency under Barack Obama. Unfortunately, I I do say, I think it drew the roach, the roaches out of the woodwork. To a degree, but it, it, it got the roaches attention. What it did was it, it put that freshly baked pie out on the porch where they could actually really smell it. Mm-hmm. And it got their attention, but they knew better than to come out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it got their attention. And it's a few brave ones, but. But right now, it's uh, you, you, you got, look, we all go out, we vote in November, you vote your conscience, vote however you feel you need this to go. I know how I'm going to vote, I'm, and that's all I can say about that. I will, not tr- I will not tell anybody you need to vote a particular way. I will certainly no. try to, I will express my opinion, and I will use my itty-bitty little platform here to try to steer the conversation in that direction but if your vote is for trump then that's your choice and i will fight to the death your your right to do that Mm -hmm. just make sure it's done for the right reason exactly don't do it you know well then again you know what i gotta backtrack on that whatever reason you have to vote your way is a good is your reason it doesn't matter if you do it because the guy's wearing a, a tie you like that day. There is really, when it comes down to it, it's you in that voting booth or in mm-hmm. sitting in front of that ballot at home or however it is you're going to vote. When you put pen to paper, stylus to screen, finger to screen, whatever it is, whatever process gets you to the decisions you make is the correct process for you. Mm-hmm. And by all means, go out there and vote how you feel best. Doesn't matter what I say. Doesn't matter what John says. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a certain outcome we certainly want to see. But if that's not the outcome for you, well, we enjoy, we, we appreciate the fact that you're here, at least listening to us. And, and you've made up your mind. Maybe you haven't. But on November 3rd, you'll go in. And again, you want to vote for uh, Woody Woodpecker? 
you know, I'm a I'm a Donald Duck guy myself, but hey, you know, to each their own. To each their own. Uh Hey, let's uh let, let's let's swing back a little bit here. Uh, I'm sorry, Shame. John. Is there anything else you want to add to that? No, I mean, I mean, there's a a thousand a, a thousand thoughts running through my head as as I I hear you say that, and unfort but unfortunately, I'm just kind of I'm not able to at the moment to catch any of those thoughts. So okay, there's nothing saying that we can't do an emergency bat turn later. If, oh, if you know what that sounds to me like emergency bat. Turn. You say so, it, I play it. Exactly. All right. So now uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about that have precious little to do with anything on this planet. But the other day, my girl AOC had a situation uh, with another representative. I'm going to play. This goes goes on much longer. I I cut it cut it down to the uh, relevant two minutes. But I want you, I'd like you all to hear what she had to say on the floor of the House of Representatives, uh, how she was spoken to by another member of, uh, of the House of Representatives, and also what mm-hmm. the words meant to her. Uh, it's very interesting, and at the end, I got a chuckle out of it because, well, you'll see. About two days ago, I was walking up the steps of the Capitol when Representative Yoho um, suddenly turned a corner and... Um, and he was accompanied by Representative Roger Williams and accosted me on the steps right here in front of our nation's capital. I was minding my own business, walking up um, the steps, and Representative Yoho put his finger in my face. He called me disgusting. He called me crazy. He called me out of my mind. Um, And he called me dangerous. And then he took a few more steps and after I had recognized his, uh, after I had recognized his, his comments as rude, he walked away and said, I'm rude. You're calling me rude. I took a few steps ahead, and I walked inside and cast my vote. I walked back out, and there were reporters in the front of the Capitol. And in front of reporters, Representative Yoho called me, and I quote, a fucking bitch. These are the words that Representative Yoho levied against a congresswoman. The congresswoman that not only represents New York's 14th congressional district, but every congresswoman and every woman in this country. Because all of us have had to deal with this in some form, some way, some shape, at some point in our lives. And I want to be clear that Representative Yoho's comments were not deeply hurtful or piercing to me because I have worked a working class job. I have waited tables in restaurants. I have ridden the subway. I have walked the streets in New York City. And this kind of language is not new. I have encountered words uttered by Mr. Yoho and men uttering the same words as Mr. Yoho while I was being harassed in restaurants. I have tossed men out of bars that have used language like Mr. Yoho's. And I have encountered this type of harassment riding the subway in New York City. This is not new. And that is 
the problem. Mr. Yoho was... Atta girl. That's my girl. I, I, I love the last part of it. And uh, uh, look, I, I watched Yoho's quote-unquote apology, which was anything but. Uh, and that's fine. He wants to disagree with AOC on, on matters of policy and all that. That's that's fine. That's that's what that's what you're there for for a healthy, vigorous debate. You definitely uh, crossed the line, though. Well, there's, there's no, no two ways about it. Well, there's no question. And yes, I believe every word she says. A because. Uh, I don't happen to think she's crazy. Uh, B, because I'm smitten with her. And uh, in all seriousness, uh, the woman's accomplished a lot. She's 30 years old. Just barely 30 years old. And, uh, and of course, women, is, have, yeah, go ahead, women, have been, women have been mistreated like this for... And the Republican Party still, still finds this acceptable behavior. Let's face it. Let's face it. You can, the, I, I go through a lot of a lot of videos and audio clips in the course of a week to to think, to uh, to play on the show to see what might be relevant, what we might be able to be a jumping off point to talk about, or just because it's just goofy enough. And mm. of course, especially that's with you know Captain Coppertone. There's an ad out there by oh I don't know if it's the Lincoln Project or uh, or one of the others that essentially in about 35 or 40 seconds does this whole string of Trump just speaking down to women in public. You know, obviously it's all caught on, on video and, and audio. And, and I thought about it. I said, geez, should uh, A, I think I've played it before. And B, I, I just don't, you know, I just don't know. It's not going to change any, any minds. Especially on the, on the Republican Party, there there a lot of these folks are just hell bent on well you know mom belong well you look at a tweet uh, Trump put out the the uh, yesterday to the suburban housewives of America what this isn't Don Draper's America this isn't 1950s Leave It to Beaver sitcom America you know suburban housewives good lord they're women they're women. Uh, just uh, so, and obviously, I purposely did not edit out uh, some of the harsher language there, which we've talked about on this show. This is, a, by the way, as a side note, this is a perfect example of within context. In con, you know, in the context of what was being said there, I felt it was appropriate to to leave the 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 words in there. To say it mm -hmm. just to say it is. But I won't go into that whole thing again. But just if anybody was sitting there scratching and saying, hey, you're a hypocrite. No, no, I'm following right along with with how I do this. If it's uh, there's a lot of bits that I play that use the F word that I bleep out pretty much mm -hmm. anytime when we play something from Brent. And at the end, he says, F the NFL. I bleep I bleep it out. It's funny, but it's not relevant. This and was you relevant. know what he's saying to begin with, so right, that's... right. But in this, and that's a comedy bit. This is this is uh, the fact that another representative of the United States spoke to uh, her like this. And it doesn't matter if you're man, woman, if it's your second term, your forty-second term. Uh, it, it, that's irrelevant. That is completely and totally irrelevant. This is not the fifties and sixties. You know, uh, 
suck it up. Suck it up, Buttercup. You don't like the way that she operates. That's fine. You keep voting against her. And of course, in the House, the Republicans are all, all twisted in knots because they're the minority. And they can't get their way. Which, again, I won't go into again about how this whole team nonsense is just ridiculous. Uh, if, if anything, and by the way, if you can't just tell by my expression from listening to that, I'm I, I'm pissed about this. is the first I've this is the first time I've actually heard what she uh, said on the floor, and you know, it was one of those. It was kind of on the you know below the fold type things. But I'm pissed about this. Mm-hmm. Forget the fact that she's a woman. Forget the fact that um, she might be, she might not be doing things the way us old uh, frumpy white men are used to mm-hmm. having things done. Regardless of all that, she is an elected member of Congress. If you That's ask right. me, actually, she's more of a representative of today's America than a lot of those guys are. That's right. And also, let's not let's let's not even think about the fact that she is my future ex-wife in my dreams. Okay, let's set that aside. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I got nothing out of you on that. Listen, I, Ed, I, I apologize because I nothing normally was, I, I, I normally appreciate the humor. I, I swear to that. I swear to God, if you're not watching the video on this, John just sat there as if my microphone wasn't on at all. Like no. he's never heard of me. He just sat there like I try, Ed. <laughs> I really try. Man, no. I I've been sitting on that one for a couple of minutes too, and all right, fine. Fine. I'm Ed. I'm pissed about this. Well, I'm pissed I'm about it too. I am literally pissed off about this. Have you wet your pants? Is that it? What? What's that? Did you wet your pants? Are your depends full? Uh, no. Did you make a boom boom? No. You sure? Positive. You want to check? I'm. Trust me. <laughs> I'm in a room by myself. Had I did, I'd been able to smell it. Two guys in an elevator, one guy farts. Everybody knows who did it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, though, Ed, the decorum. You would have not, you would have not walked, if this was, wasn't somebody that's maybe a little controversial, you know, same thing if it would have happened to uh, Ilan Omar. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know. The QAnon people would be up and I promise you, the QAnon people would be would be loading their uh, their shotguns and whatever else it is they they carry. I, I, it 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 pisses me off because it's like you put your finger in her face. And by the way, Yoho sounds yeah. like a freaking pirate movie to me. So. Yeah, he's got his own problems. He should just uh... <laughs> exactly. But and, and by the way, you know what state he's from, don't you? Uh, I don't. Where else? Florida. Shocking. We get all the good ones. Oh, <laughs> my God. Remember how they used to say that California was going to fall into the ocean, break off, fall into the ocean? Uh, go ahead. I remember them saying that. It, it really wouldn't bother me 
a whole hell of a lot because <laughs> I no State. longer know anybody in Florida if that state just kind of well, just all to, of a sudden disappeared into. Well, they used to say about California, Southern California specifically, is that one day they tilted the country and all the fruits and nuts rolled into Southern California. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, that. I, I think it's been shifted now, and they're all rolling into the just the state of Florida in general. Mm. So anyway, quit quit picking on my girl, and good for you. Good for you, AOC, for standing up for yourself. And I, I, I mean, she's a very forceful speaker. She's a yes, very, and that bothers a lot of people. That bothers a whole you know, lot of rich white men. You know what bothers them even more? Is the fact that she's doing it with that cutesy little girl voice. Which she has no control over. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. You know, that's her. She has this this high squeaky voice that some of us find. Anyway, let's. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on now. Moving on uh, because we all know it's time for emergency battery. You're gonna wear out the tires on that. <laughs> on the Batmobile, yeah, I know. So, did you find your electrical cord, sir? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot to tell you. No, you did. Well, we were in the middle of a show. Go figure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least some of well, us were. Like I, like I said, with full <laughs> disclosure, I had little to nothing to do with the cleanup process in, in this particular studio. We sent our crack uh, team over. Yeah. Uh, it was it was actually baby Oliver's mom because this, this uh, very room will be doubled into her... Uh, quiet room when she's uh, doing her studying for nursing school. Ah. So so she basically said, I'm tired of looking at this. Uh, we're, uh, something's got to be done. Well, what she did is I looked, there was a crate up here towards the, uh, an old milk crate that uh, I looked and there was a bunch of cords in there. So I just said, what are the odds? What and and, and sure enough, Sure enough, there was nicely, neatly wrapped up Mm-mm. was the cord for my laptop. Well, that's uh, that's good to hear. So we're, we're back in I, business. We're back in business. Everything is, as they say, hunky-dory. Hunky and dory. Yes, now, now exactly. For, for those of you that do not partake of the uh, quarantine edition of of this fine, fine show, I have a couple things I'd like to talk about now. Uh, first off... If you hadn't heard, Ed got his e-bike. Ed got his e-bike. Yet da 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 da. So my bike arrived Tuesday, as as scheduled. It arrived. We put it together. The battery wasn't charged. Uh, it was supposed to come with somewhat of a charge, but that was okay. We charged the battery overnight. We put the bike together. It was fine. It was looking great. People coming by. I was doing it out in the street in front of the house. Uh, unboxing it and all that comes assembled all you gotta do is unfold it people and neighbors walking by Ooh, that's nice looking they loved it well long story short i put air in the tires to the recommended the recommended uh pressure and i got on the bike and john would you like to do it no you got this okay i sat on the bike and blam the rear tube blew out. And when I say blew out, I mean just explode. There's no saving this. So I called the company, and they're going to send me another tube. I'm still waiting for it. Now, here's the update is 
I spent yesterday trying to find, um, see if I could find a mobile bike repair service. And they're out there. Uh, because the bike shops are just packed now. You can't, by the way, it's the rear wheel. I haven't messed with gears and a derailleur and all that since I was about 15 years old. And I didn't do a good job of it then. So I need somebody to come out here and actually do it for me. So I made a couple of calls yesterday and uh, I, I made an appointment with one place uh, for August 2nd. That's the, that's the best I could get. And it was going to be 90 bucks for them to come out and, and fix the tire. Wow. Yeah. So, but you know, Hey, I can't do it myself. And, uh, and I don't, I don't want to cart the thing around looking for a bike shop. See bike shops are packed right now. You can't buy a bike. You can't buy a helmet. You can't. And when they're, they're, they're doing repairs all over, they're backed up on repairs. So I don't want to go sit and wait someplace for hours. Mind you, I haven't taken an official ride on the bike yet. It's sitting in the back of my van. So I found a place. I found uh, an online site. Uh, it's going to be reasonable and get somebody out here for like 25 bucks. I was going to have them do it tomorrow. Then I realized I don't have the tube yet. So I sent a couple of messages to, to the person. And uh, I never got a response on whether or not they could provide a tube. So I decided, well, let me cancel that. And I'll wait until the tube actually gets here. I can, I, I can call the uh, bike company today. So there we go. We've had the bike since uh, Tuesday, and we have not ridden it yet. But unless we've good. been deprived of the videos of Ed Van Ness riding down the bicycle here as the masses completely scatter here. Like I said, this is just because this, folks, said it before. This is going to be like the parting of the Red Sea. You're just jealous. <laughs> You're just jealous. Huh? You're just jealous. That's all. Jealous. Jealous. I'm an out of shape old white guy who has balance issues on his legs. Me too. Let alone trying to balance a bicycle. I have worse balance than a three-legged pregnant elephant. Who are you kidding? Well, I just... I, With an ear infection. Look, look ear I, infection. I want, and I'm happy you got this bike. Yes. I really, I really am happy you got this bike. I'm not sure. I'm not I, so sure. I, I, I'm, I'm a little afraid for you. <laughs> you know, you, you. I, I think you'll be okay riding uphill, but going downhill, it's going to be Jane. Stop this crazy thing! You think, you think the inertia is going to be a little much? Uh, yes, I, I do. I do. We're going to have to get some physics people in here to work the problem. Oh. See, see how much of a hill I can actually tackle before. Uh... I'm going to rediscover prayer the day you actually uh, you actually start writing that thing. You and me both, belly boy. You and me I, I'm both. I'm telling you, I, I'm beginning to wonder if the blam wasn't an omen. This wasn't the I, higher power saying, uh-uh, look, I'm, shouldn't be doing this. I'm not going to fight you on that one because <laughs> sign, signs, everywhere is sign. <laughs> if it happens again, do yourself a favor, ship the bike back and say thank you, but no thank you. Actually, I think I know what happened. I think what happened, because the, the tire was low on air. And I think what happened was... 
when it got filled up, I think the inner tube might have pinched a bit. I think that's probably what happened. Okay. Um, and that's because it's not a hole. It's not like there was a little nail. Uh, it was an explosion. It basically oh, yeah. exploded. Oh, yeah. Because if it was just a, like a pinhole or something, I can patch that. You don't have to take the tube off. You just got to yeah. get to it. And I can do that. Uh, but, no, this is this is not something I want to tackle just yet. So, anyway. Uh, God ba- damn, well, $90. That's like. Do they at least provide the KY with that? Hey, look, I don't have to do it. I could say no thank you. It's a service that I'd like to, you know. Okay. Again, I don't want to start screwing with the bike and screw things up to the point of, well, now I can't get the chain. Right. Now I can't get the chain. Now it's worse than it was. But somebody who, look, I haven't worked on a bike in 40 some odd years. Yeah. I I, I do get that. I used to do it as a kid. You know, I, I could put the chain on and, you know, one of my major accomplishments was learning how to put the chain on without being all full of grease and oil at the end of it. Uh, baseball. 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 This wasn't an emergency bat turn. This was just jumping off one, jumped jumping off, off one step and do another. Just, we just jumped off a cliff to... Baseball. Well, we're started. We're officially going here. Did you watch baseball? I watched baseball. I watched the full nine-inning game of my Minnesota Twins. Did you know? How'd they do? Uh, they uh, handled the uh, the tidy whities of Chicago uh, <laughs> rather well, 10 to 5. Well, there you go. Max Kepler led off the game. First pitch. Into the right field seats. Max Kepler, I think he used to do my taxes. Uh, no. No, actually, the, the young man is uh, was born in Germany. Jawohl. And then took a shining to the game of baseball. And uh, he's an up and he's a, a very big rising star for the Minnesota Twins. And uh, Minnesota. Yeah, he actually, he had two home runs in that game. Well, I watched uh, about the first thing and a half of of Yankees Nationals, only because it was the first game on. And uh, I watched the beginning of that before we got on the air the other night, and we talked about it a little bit. If you haven't seen, well, here's what we know now. We know one thing for certain. Dr. Fauci is not perfect. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Just a bit outside. (laughs) Dr. Fauci threw out the ceremonial first pitch at the Nationals. threw out his shoulder in the process. (laughs) And uh, the wounded are currently being tended to it. <laughs> he missed it by, oh, goodness. I actually saw somebody played side-by-side, side, him and 50 Cents. Uh, 50, Cent, <laughs> 50 Cent once threw out the first ball for the Mets. And, oh, now Fauci's 79 years old. Well, now, there, there, there you have that. And at the time, look. I'm not saying my pitch, my first pitch would have gone any better. It's no, or unlikely. mine either. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. But, uh, but well, anyway. First off, because of my shoulder structure, I had at least known to throw the thing sidearm. There you go. There you go. The old Gaylord Perry, the submarine pitch. Oh, yes. Oh, it's Gaylord or was it his brother? 
I don't know. Did, no, I don't think either one of those actually went to a what, to a submarine pitch. What was the brother's name? Uh, I can't think of the brother's name. But oh, Perry. Yeah, Jim. It was Jim and Gaylord. Was it Jim? Yeah. Okay. But I don't so, think that Jim Perry was a. I thought one uh, of them had this. Was one of them a submariner? Oh no, Gaylord was the uh, he was the spitballer. Right there, you yeah, go. he was the spitballer. Uh, anyway, so I watched about an inning and a half of the Washingtons, Washington and uh, Yankees. Uh, a couple of home runs in the first inning, and uh, Giancarlo, uh, whatever the hell his name is, who the Yankees got from the Marlins. Santos. Uh, yeah, whatever the hell his name is, Giancarlo. I can't think of it right now. But since he's been with the Yankees, he's been mostly injured. So, eh. And by the way, twice, twice in uh, two days, I heard uh, the Marlins referred to as the Florida Marlins. Speaking of the present-day team, they've Mm -hmm. been the Miami Marlins for about five or six years now. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, So, yeah, so it was kind of interesting. For me, the experience wasn't, didn't seem a whole lot different. They've no. got they've got that little uh, noise pumped in, uh, and, and look, just enough, and just enough. And yeah. look, we've we've all watched ball games from nearly empty stadiums before. Light turnout. Yeah, I was going to say it r- reminded me of a late season Miami Marlins game. To, to tell you the truth, I'm not going to lie to you. We used to joke about that, you know. It looks like a, a Tuesday night when Milwaukee's in town because we went to a Tuesday night game when Milwaukee was in town. <laughs> and I don't think I, it was 2,000, 3,000 people in the stadium. And this is Joe Robbie Stadium. It's a big, big 70,000 seat football stadium. And it was like we were the maintenance crew. <laughs> we, had the, we had the opportunity to go move downstairs. But we said, no, we'll st- we, we had the upper deck. We were upstairs. But we had moved down to the first row, so it was great. We could see we could see everything. No, oh, I'll always take the first row upstairs, as opposed to. Uh, but, yeah, so it it was interesting. And then, uh, uh, look, I haven't followed a whole lot of baseball over the past some years. I'm pretty well pissed at them since 1994, uh, when they screwed my one opportunity to watch a Chicago Cubs game, sit in the bleachers, take my shirt off, drink Budweiser, and. And sing along with Harry Carey to take me out to the ball game. You just reminded me, though, of something. You reminded me of why I actually like to be as close to the field as I possibly can. How's that? Because I loved watching, watching, and I watched a full game. Mm-hmm. I loved hearing the crack of the bat. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The you crack of the, the banter between players, the... You know, when, when Kepler hit that first uh, home run, like I said, first pitch of the game, uh, when Kepler did that, uh, you could, you could hear, you hear the, you hear the, hear the right. dugout, you know, right. just hooting and hollering that uh, about what had happened. And, and the, the act you're hearing the sounds of the game. Yes. I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Um, Look, as far, I, it's, I feel the same way about hockey in that I, I do love the sound. You can hear it on TV, but in the arena, I love the sound of the, uh, the puck hitting the stick, 
the puck mm-hmm. hitting the boards and you know the puck hitting the pads and the puck hitting mm-hmm. pretty much anything but you know all that the the sticks on the ice and you know and the with skating ba- yeah. yeah with and with baseball i will never not be just thoroughly engrossed by walking into the stadium and that first it doesn't matter if I was at the game the night before. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I would just go in to get, get a beer in between innings. When you walk out into the stands and it opens up and you see that that emerald field, and you know, the, especially before the game, everything is pristine. The baselines are all white and everything's clean. And, and it's just oh, a whole yeah. – and I love it when it's dusk. It's just gotten dark and it's – it, oh, man. Yeah, uh, baseball is a very, very uh, – uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sen- not sensory. Uh, well, it is. It, it does. It does give you. It does kind of in, entice your sensories. You know, it it it, it just kind of. Oh, you're. We're both stuck on this. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, there's a word I'm looking for. I just can't find it right now. Maybe I should check in that box for all the electrical cards. No, it just, it, no, it's not senses that I was looking for. I, I, speaking of, of the whole experience itself, it, it's not. Well, it's kind of pastoral, but that's not the word that I was looking for. But anyway, your all your senses seem to be involved. You know, in there. Well, maybe yeah. Not, maybe Especially not somebody. The grass. The oh yeah. The this the, you know the. Have you ever had it? Have you ever caught a foul ball? No, that's that. Uh, there are. A lot of things I, I would like to do, but it's the only thing I really, really miss that I would love to do before before I, I, I leave this uh, this plane of existence. I don't want anybody handing me a ball. I don't want anybody catching a ball for me. I want to catch a foul ball. I've come close. I've come close. But I have never been... No. I want one time in my life to catch a foul ball. Well, I was a kid at the time, a, a teenager, and uh, my my cousin, who was a lot more athletic than me, caught a baseball sitting right next to me. Was that at so, a, was that at a Kansas City A's game? Or? No, actually, that was a uh, no. This is a Baltimore Orioles game at uh, old uh, Memorial Stadium. What the hell were you doing in Baltimore? Well, it's part of my life that I oh, it was. Goodness. During the part of this, well, actually, I went to visit my uncle that I was eventually going to wind up living with at one small part of my life. But what were you uh, on tour as a kid? <laughs> you really I'm, want to talk about this with no, only 10 minutes to go? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know what? That's a good phrase. Because, uh, yeah, I was on tour as a kid. <laughs> But those things kind of happen when your parents die. Uh, when both of your parents are dead by I, the age of 11. I've just never heard you refer to Baltimore as one of the many, many places that you well, have called home. I lived in suburban Washington, D.C., actually. Well, I didn't it know just, that. I didn't tell you that? No. No, no. Oh, no. okay. You've never mentioned that, sir. No. But anyways, getting back to just the smell of the baseball. Okay. No, the, the smell of the baseball is, is just something to this day I find very remarkable. That one of those things that I still, in my mind, can smell that, you know, and, and again, like the the whole smell of new mown grass. It's the mud. Mown grass. 
It's the mud they use to uh, right to rub the baseballs up. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I read on. I I watched a piece once on the fellow, and there's only one guy who collects that mud. Really? Yeah, it's been in a particular place. I think it's Louisiana. Uh, he goes out and he just gets it and uh, maybe that maybe must be a, that must be an old son of a bitch if it's just one. No, guy. no, 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 no. Maybe maybe I'm I'm misunderstanding that. I'm not remembering it correctly. The oldest that, man in the world. How long have we been playing baseball? <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of baseball, uh, let me get this out of the way. A little housekeeping. Uh, we finish up tonight. Uh, well, no, we don't finish up tonight. Tonight, uh, there's baseball at 2 o'clock here on Radio TFI, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. It's uh, 7 and 10 p.m. It is game six of the 1964 World Series, Yanks Cardinals. Uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow, again, 2 p.m. game, 7 and 10 p.m., game 7 of the 1964 World Series. And we will be, now that baseball is back, live baseball is back, we're going to retire throwback baseball. We're going to give them more throwback baseball. No, but we'll have it warming up in the bullpen because I am pretty confident they're not going to make it to 20 games. I'm confident. Major League Baseball is not going to make it to 20 games. Here's here's my here's my feeling with that, Ed. There are they have Major League Baseball has enough people. Now, will it it will it affect maybe the quality of ball that is being played? I don't doubt this, but I think that there are enough people in these organ organizations in the tubes that could come in if somebody did wind up catching the virus, even one or two people did wind up catching the virus. It could be something that could be patched up, filled in probably a lot easier. Okay. What you're talking about is the pinhole in my tube that I could patch myself. What I'm talking about is the blammo that actually happened. Okay. Now you, I watched this, I watched this entire game. Yes. And I was watching. First off, umpire, the home plate umpire uh-huh. was wearing a mask. Uh, 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 the players, uh-huh. for the most part, were wearing masks when right. they were just uh-huh. sitting in the uh, dugout. Right. I think that they are really, as much as they can in that type of a situation, I think that they are taking the precautions that they need to take. I agree with hopefully, you. Hopefully. I agree with Hopefully you. what... that what I hope doesn't happen is that they get complacent after game 20. Well, and that's my point. Uh, five games in, uh, 10 games in, it's not, it's not about living life on the road in a hotel. It's about when they're on the road, they can still go out to dinner. They can go out and believe me, believe me. Well, you've, you've, well, you don't work nights, but you've got antsy 23 year old millionaires. And we're telling them uh, you got to be in bed by eight o'clock, looking to blow a few bucks. Uh, you, I'm telling you, I, I I hope it doesn't happen. I truly and sincerely hope it does not happen. But I'm not going to be surprised when it does, because MLB, unlike the other sports, are not. They are traveling from city to city. This is not the NBA, who are all basically on lockdown in Orlando. This is not the NHL who are, they're in two cities in Canada. 
okay. They're they're playing everything in in Canada, eh? Uh, if whatever city you're in, that's where you're staying. These guys. Oh, by the by, by the way, the uh, blue. Speaking of Canada, the Blue Jays wound up settling on Buffalo to. Uh, did they? Yeah, they did. They're going to be playing in, in Buffalo, which this shouldn't have been. This shouldn't have even been an issue. No, no, I agree. And I agreed when I came up with the idea. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I honestly don't think uh, it's going to last. I hope it does. I hope that they can make it through. I mean, you're going to have some positive. There's no question about that. That's going to happen regardless. But I think what you're going to see is guys sneaking out. And uh, it's already happened with the NBA players. One or two of them have already snuck out. Well, so, so you know, now now you're I, in a more, more porous situation where you're traveling. Forgive me for saying this. And I really, I don't have any scientific proof to back this. This is just my uh, personal feeling. Who needs proof? Wait a minute, you don't have, you have no. Yeah, there you go. I think Therefore, I that do. baseball players are maybe just, just a tad bit more disciplined. Nope. Well. Nope, not buying it. Okay. I want. I guess I, we're, here's the thing: we can sit here and look at our crystal ball and, and predict, you know, per, try to predict what's going to happen in this. Uh-huh. Nobody knows. Just like the freaking virus, we don't know what the hell is going to happen next when it comes to this virus. We sure don't. But again, I hope I'm wrong. That's all I can say. But I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, baseball makes it through the 60 games. I really don't. I think, and the key is the travel. I believe that is going to be the downfall. What are you going to do about football? We're only a month away. Uh, As a matter of fact, training camps uh, for the Vikings, training camp's going to open next week. Yeah. You know what that means, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Say it. Are we really going to do John and Ed versus the spread with oh, all this right now? Oh, you bet your ass we are. You oh, cheated. I suppose you, you cheated. Got last your year. ass kicked. You got your ass kicked last year. I think so. that's, that's a harsh phrase, sir. That's you I, got I, your, you, you I, got it handed I, I, to you. I think you're being overly, overly rude about this. Oh man, you listen. You have done everything but praise the king here. As far as last year goes. I don't know what you're talking about. I have. You didn't you didn't produce the uh you didn't produce the uh the the sippy cup that it's, you promised. It's still under review. Like Trump's it's, taxes. But I literally have the title over my shoulder, walking with it proudly. And it's saying I'm glad this is getting over with. <laughs> Wrap it up! Wrap it up! <laughs> well, here's a here's another edition of the Taxi Stand Hour, firmly in the can, literally. Uh, so, I guess from the uh, Radio TFI Northern Command Studio, 
the freshly cleaned Northern Command Studio. I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya!